Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody, to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 239. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe. Spin it around. Bang! I'm not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. The southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, And that's where we're at. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey. You know, and I'm a spiritual guy, and it's important to me. I get encouraged with the word pastors, but what really helps me is talking with regular guys, spiritual guys that are out there slugging it out and meeting the challenges like me um, every day. And that's why we're here. And not only are we here on this podcast, but we are now on Video On Demand, where it preached the word Worldwide Network TV, which is on Roku Apple TV, Amazon Fire, uh, there's an app for the smartphone, tablet, also on the web. And uh, if you happen to be in Atlanta, and I know some of our listeners are, we're on WYGA-TV Atlanta, 8 a.m. on Saturday. So we're, And also we're on Facebook. We have a website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com. So it's pretty hard to find us. Um, so I just wanted to let you know, we are, uh, in James and, you know, uh, this is great. I'm basically a contractor, um, indie film producer, but a contractor to pay for my indie mm-hmm. filmmaking. And our, our producer, Steve Titch is world class and, and he put on this, this particular lesson, uh, the title to come and you know what after reading it I mean it absolutely is and typically you out there that you have followed us with our podcast and now with our uh, our streaming video we typically will hammer one subject and, and pretty much we put a man spin on it we update it apply it to our lives and that's pretty much it this man is kind of like a shotgun so if you're used to a rifle you might want to just step it back a little bit this has got a lot less power, but it is a bigger bore. So uh, a lot of pellets are going to be coming out on this one. Uh, and at this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel. I want to start by our producer. He's a former world-class policy writer. He is a professional and current professional gambler. That's Mr. <laughs> Steve Titch. Hey, right. Steve. Steve. And we have, he is kind of, uh, he's a big deal in the training world. Um, he's also here, we call him the professor, kind of the group theologian, uh, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. And with a fresh tan, used to be a prosecutor, it still is an attorney. I don't know where you were out scuba diving or something. Uh, looking fresh. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Ryan. Hey, you guys. And my name is Bill Cox, Bill. and we are basically uh, in James, and this is i uh, I'm just going to turn it over to Mr. Steve Titch to go ahead and introduce us. Well, yeah, it, well, you might say that the whole letter of James itself is somewhat 
disorganized. Uh, or let's say, let's say it's not quite as, as uh, A, B, C, D as some of Paul's it, letters. It's not polished. <laughs> yes. It, let's, it, let's put it, it it's a stream of consciousness and, and, is what it is. And this, uh, this particular section we're reading, it kind of almost our back-of-the-envelope notes or uh, jottings that he uh, was planning to talk about. He does get into... Some of these, most of these, he brings up later in the letter, and we will be bringing up in later uh, podcasts uh, as we go into them. But as Bill said, these, this is kind of the, sh- the 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 scattergun, the shotgun. Here, Bing, 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 Bing. You know, if he's dictating, it's uh, you getting all this, Sonny. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, so we'll kind of go through these uh, almost. You know, I, I identified six points in these nine verses. And uh, maybe maybe my colleagues will find more. <laughs> yeah. All right, Professor. So talked a couple of weeks ago when we started this that there were three parts to James in this first chapter. Verses 2 to 12 talked about the outward trials. Verses 13 to 18 talked about inward temptation. And then verses 19 to 27, where we are tonight, talked about the role of God's word in times of testing. And it talked about that the Word of God demands three things from us in this. It demands our attention, it demands reception, and it demands practice. And I think those are three real good practical ways to kind of think about them as you look at them. Interesting. Uh, Judge? Boy, that's boring, Robert. <laughs> that's, that nice. that's, not, that's not what Bill meant when he said a large board. A large <laughs> board. <laughs> because yeah. it's organized around those three thoughts. But then once you're in those three thoughts, especially the practice yeah. one, hey. it's like and it's not a large board. Yeah. If you are a historian, back in the day the military had what they called canister. And they would load basically a cannon with if you didn't have the right stuff, you just threw a bunch of scrap iron in it and lit it off and it threw everything mm-hmm. everywhere. If you had the right thing, you would load double canisters. So you had two bags of 25 one-inch balls that you would put in the canister. Paul is double canistering tonight, mm-hmm. or James mm-hmm. is double canistering tonight with this. Don't chew your mouth off too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, hey, well, hey, wake up, Judge. I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, oh, you're going to oh, go oh, ahead let and make me your comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now that you're now that you're more than that. Now that you're awake, go ahead and uh, add something, folks. Today's <laughs> podcast is from James one nineteen twenty seven. Like Robert said, and Steve. Uh, the point I want to make, and there's several points Steve uh, uh, mentioned that to you, and if you want to open up your Bible and look at it with it's great. Uh, the first part is keeping your temper in check. Now, this might be the most practical scripture we ever mm-hmm. take away from the Bible in our podcast. Uh, we will look at several subjects, but the most practical one deals with our anger. I want to start off with an example of what not to say to keep a conversation <laughs> calm. Uh, nice. <laughs> Uh, example, I, re- I remember uh, Kathy, a, a rather heavyset girl, uh, she had a vicious mouth on her. Uh, we were in Hamilton Junior High back when I was there. I was in the school band, and I was assistant band director. Um, I was kind of arrogant. But, and she, for whatever reason, folks, I cannot tell you what it was, but she made a smart aleck comment to me. So uh, I don't remember if I provoked it. Usually I avoided her. Because she was so obnoxious, she's always <laughs> yelling, always saying bad things. So I, so I believe I retorted to her, 
by calling her Goodyear. Oh, <laughs> at that time, nice. the Goodyear blimp was located in Houston. <laughs> at that <Nice>. time. <laughs> anyway, she let out a string of profanities that would have made the ears of a sailor turn blue. Uh, she called me every you many many colorful words names. You what I just heard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she called me many colorful names and told me what I could do with myself many times over. And uh, it, it, you know what? <laughs> it really did not bother me because she was a potty mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. And she had not accomplished much as far as I was concerned. However, if that event occurred today, I would probably face it with a whole different attitude and response. And y'all would hope so, right? I would hope so. I would probably refrain from speaking. Sometimes it's better to say nothing. Even if you would, if you want to tell the truth, sometimes the truth is going to hurt the person too, right? We might even get into that today. I don't know. But uh Anyway, if I had told that she was fat, it would have been the truth. <laughs> but we should not always speak the truth. That's the example I wanted to say now. And anyway, today's uh, today's lesson, Steve has presented, Robert has presented, and Bill, why don't you read us the scripture? Thank <coughs> you for the opportunity to talk yeah, about I that. am. And you can go ahead and call me fat, Mike. <laughs> uh, James, right, James 1, 19 through 27. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You know, as I read this, it kind of reminded me of when you get a new job. When you get a new job, you kind of walk in, and they show you your chair and sit down. They give you the, the manual of the company. And now you were, you were hired because you're, you're, you're an administrator. Heck, you might be a carpenter or whatever. Who knows? Whatever, whatever your skill is. And yet there's certain rules or or organization yeah right exhort to being a part of the group okay and it spells out basically everything and and that's why when i read this you know and there's only a few things that really necessarily apply to each individual you know i don't have to worry about being deceitful because I, i don't really value a lot of things i'm not really a thief but but i do get angry and uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's certain things that apply to an individual more than another. And I, and I agree with the professor. And, and for you folks that are out there listening, 
I, I try not to get here until right before showtime because I want to talk to these guys and the best material I have is right on the tip of my tongue. But I agree with what Professor said. I believe it was off mic when he said it was kind of like a stream of consciousness. Oh, mm-hmm. and, I be- and I believe that. He, but that's the way he presented it. But us, the way we are taking it as if it's kind of like our first day on the job. That's kind of that, that. So, I, I'm boy. I, I didn't even take it that way, but boy, I can talk to it. So, is this a good Christian onboarding section? Well, to, to I, an extent. I, I mean, I mean, there's more to it. He stays away from year, calling it a laws. Is, he, is, he stays away. You know, is, is yeah. this your is this your initial, like, hey, welcome to the company. Here's our mission statement to an extent, maybe. I mean, getting some uh, uh, or you know, I, some uh, of that. Because that's a decent analogy. The, and the reason I say stream of consciousness is, and I'm, I'm going to yeah. talk about that. Paul, you have to remember, Paul was educated. Paul. Paul James. Gr- J- no, Paul. No, Paul, oh, Paul oh, was educated. Okay. He, he, he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He sat under Jamal, who was probably one of the best-known Jewish rabbis of the time, he, he was incredibly at James. James was not illiterate or stupid, but James's education was he probably apprenticed with his dad with Jesus. Ja- James was working. Actually, yeah. you're quite right. You're right. Quite right. And so um, that that um, gives your stylistic differences. And 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 that shows. That yeah. shows. But but to speak to, to speak to to Bill's question, is this and yours? Is this a good onboarding? I think so. Although there are parts There's of James more to it, but, that, but that, I, I'm, this section in particular. But but yeah, and and it is, and, but yeah, it's very, it's very. Uh, he goes anger, uh, moral filth. Uh, listen to the word. Let's let's stop for a minute because I do want to talk about anger because I think, interestingly enough, all the other points that that get mentioned here get further development in the That's letter correct. elsewhere. You can weave them into I was looking yes. at, you know, and especially he talks about faith and action. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yes, certainly yeah. And he talks about faith. keeping the tongue in ch- and we have to, we, we have stuff coming up on that down the line. But the anger, which actually deserves a little more development, it really isn't picked up aside from these, this, these uh, sentences here. And, well, here, and, and, and we've seen examples of, of even Jesus getting angry. Here, I think, unlike a lot of James, there's a little bit of interpretation called for because reading it, reading it plain and simple, it's he it seems to be saying anger is bad. When when I think we know that it's more flying off the handle, angry, it's destructive anger. Well, I think um, there's a that's that's that creates problems as opposed to a a more. Uh, you might say a more rational anger, being angry at injustice or something like that, or being being angry about a situation, but doing something about it that doesn't involve putting your fist through a wall or worst, uh, hitting somebody or, or doing some act of destructive violence. I think men that are out there listening, they understand what a tachometer is. An tachometer is, is your RPMs, revolution per minute of your engine. There's times when you emotionally get up to the red zone just like you do with your car. The thing about it is is that there's a, it's a continuum. It may start at passion, and then it'll go to 
uh, anger, and then you have the the part to what he's addressing, righteous anger, and then destructive anger. And I think that's when it goes, it just goes a little bit too far. And, and to me, that just comes down to check yourself. And I have to do that all the time. Well, in, oh, in, could I go, go back? Yeah, Steve, Steve, I think Steve brought up something that's that I see through the whole thing here, and I came to the conclusion simply, it's better not to get angry at all. If you can, if you possibly can, let me tell you why. A couple examples. Uh, Moses got angry, okay? When the people, the children, he got angry many, many times. He didn't do anything about it. God told him when they wanted water to touch the rock and water would come out of it. And Moses knew God was angry, and, and, and Moses, Moses was angry, too, with the people because they were grumbling and mumbling. So he struck the rock twice, and he thought he was doing that in God's righteousness. He was angry. He knew God was angry, and he says, this is what you, you, you get because you have been mumbling and grumbling with God, and you can't be patient and trust him. And he hit the rock twice, and God says, I didn't tell you to do that. So we have to be really careful when we say, oh, I think I'm doing, I'm, I'm in righteous anger. I, I'm, in, I'm acting in anger and righteous anger. And one other example, real quick. David and Nabal. You all remember David and Nabal and Abigail. David and his 600 men, before he became king, were out in the, uh, in the wilderness, and they were watching a, an individual's very large, large ranch or farm, whatever they called it back then, and they were protecting him, and they, uh, they, they, after a period of time, David sent to the owner, which was, this was a common thing to do, mm-hmm. if you help the family from a distance or whatever, if you protect their family. And, uh, and he said, could you give us some food, a couple lambs or a sheep or anything? Uh, my men are hungry. We'd like to have that and a couple of canisters of wine. And, and Nabal sent back to him and responded extremely harshly and says, who is this David? Who is he? He didn't get anything from me. And David got very angry, and he got his men armed, and they went in to kill him. Once again, David's thinking he's righteous. He's thinking he's showing the anger of God. So okay, you really have to be careful. Okay, Just, I see, I see so, where you're going, because that's self-justifying. Yes. But, but yes. you can't. No, and no, it's I'm, selfish. And I, it's, you know, what you're saying is true. So unrighteous anger usually has to do with stepping on your pride, mm-hmm. right, or insulting you or your family or anything like that. It, it could simply be frustration. I mean, it could be that's frustration. But what I'm going at is that, is that that anger. I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly what you meant. I don't. I don't think sometimes you can't always choose not to get angry because it's a it's no, a it's correct. a it's an if emotional. I think it comes can. down to how you're going to deal with it. Uh, how you're going to express it, and you know it's you're you're if whatever you're probably if you're getting angry, it's probably over some kind of problem, whether it's somebody insulting yeah. you or somebody Aww. being being uh, being a problem to you or some external thing being left on hold for 20 minutes, uh, or being you know st- stuck at the airport, tempers fray. The thing is, how are you going to blow off that steam? And you know, getting getting you know mad at the flight attendant isn't going to help. It's, it, it'll make you feel good, yeah. but it's not going to help, and you could end up getting into trouble. Um, and I, so so that's that's where I think this advice from James 
comes into play in terms of don't 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 go off like a like a bomb. Um, however, there's a there's another form of anger, and I think even Christians understand say say you can you can be angry over you know hunger in the world or that can make you that can make you angry and you can do you can do a few things what what's common in the culture today is something called performative allyship oh, <laughs> which which is, which is which is which is which is the which is the secular version of cheap grace oh i feel bad about this so i'm going to put a blue sticker on my Facebook page to it's tell everyone how feel it feel right. yeah. um, It's virtual you know, signaling. Or likewise, you can get angry about so you can, you can rail about, oh, those, you know, those, those, those liberals aren't feeding the poor, it's all wrong, or whatever. You can, you can blame it on politics, or you can spend one day a month at Loaves and Fishes and actually doing something that is uh, a response to your anger or to your unhappiness over a situation. And that's what I mean by righteous anger. Not the, and, and I think we agree that, you know, I, I agree with you that when I talk about righteous anger, I'm not talking about some believing I'm righteous because my pride has been <laughs> hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and no, with that, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take that. our first break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, Please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 239. And Professor? Yeah, so I've got two verses that kind of go along with this and go with it. Ecclesiastes 7 9. One of the other wisdom mm-hmm. books, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. And then Proverbs 16.32, better a patient man than a warrior, mm-hmm. a man who controls his temper, than one who takes a city. And, 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 <laughs> there, it, and it, yeah, it, but, it, but interesting because... Solomon probably wrote that after hearing the story from his dad, just <laughs> yeah. as a thought. But, oh, but yeah. it's an interesting concept because part of the problem that we have in certain segments of Christianity today is they want to be angry about everything all the time, you know, and they and they try to declare that it's a righteous anger, mm-hmm. you know, I'm righteously angry that my candidate didn't win. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Your it's, candidate it's, lost yeah, in the election. It, Get, get over it. It no. has nothing to do with your spirituality or not being spiritual I, or I'm whatever. I'm going to come out and say, you know, being angry is no way to live. Well, and it, and it, stoking it is no way to live. I like to, 
way back when Phil, uh, Phil Leinberger gave a great sermon, and he began it this way, and it got a laugh from the, uh, from the, from a knowing laugh from the congregation when he said, "Oh, this, this, this week I got an email, and the subject line was, when you read this." This is going to make you really angry. And he that. looked out on the Congress and said, why would I want to open that email? Exactly. Why would I to open it? <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, that, that's, that, that's created as an incentive. Well, it, it's <laughs> that, but it's also, and, and I'll tell you this, turn off CNN, mm-hmm. Fox News, your talk radio. I mean, if you have stuff you listen to, listen to it, but leaving it on 24-7, all it does is, if, especially if they're talking about the stuff you mm-hmm. agree or disagree with, mm-hmm. all it does is rile you up. You know, go go outside and take a and walk. It, and it gives you a really messed up view of the world because yep. both both these <laughs> networks, both these news, they find the one one guy. They find the one person. Okay, some person comes out there with a real, you know, says says, oh, you know, I'm going to want to introduce devil worship to the schools. Believe me, they will lead that on Fox at 6 o'clock, even though it's somebody in Podunk, probably Podunk, California, but Podunk yep. anywhere, one guy with a constituency of zero mm-hmm. who somehow got picked up on Twitter because people at Fox look for this stuff at Twitter yep. And it's and CNN nonsense. does the same thing. On and the CNN, other I'm not going to. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. holding no, anybody. I, I know, to, I'm just. We okay. want to be fair. But this is it. So, so yeah, and and they're doing it to put. I mean, yeah, so, to so make you angry. Good, good example. <laughs> so we're early. We're early February, February first, 2021, 2022, in Houston, Texas, and we are forecast to have air quotes a winter storm. <laughs> they have hyped this up to the point that that. The Costco, the, the, the Costco <laughs> across the street from our church, mm-hmm. the line for the gas station was mm-hmm. out onto the feeder because people. And I'm like, and all the toilet paper was gone. Yeah, right? pretty much. <laughs> but it, but it's one of those deals where they're hyping it up. Turn that stuff off. Pay attention to things, and settle in. And and this is where it comes into I think a lot of what we talk about with the faith muscle. And James is really talking about this because after he follows this, he says, "Hey." Get into the Word and look at things. Because when you do that, it gives you some perspective on what life is versus running from, and and I'll say this, versus running from one crisis to the Mm -hmm. next crisis. The anger drives you from one crisis to another crisis. And and actually, I'll make an argument. It it builds up a dopamine in you that makes Mm -hmm. you feel a certain way. So that you want to continue being angry, because when you're not angry, you don't feel right. I think yes, <laughs> yes. So certainly, there's a rush, because I mean it's sad, but that's the way some people have to do to feel alive. Steve, Steve Kitch just stole the line that, that my actually, and and I and I'm sorry to all you listeners out there. Uh, I was raised on a farm, spent a lot of time with my dad and my grandpa. And my dad especially would say that um, because he had some uh, people that he knew that he, he just, they were just lazy. <laughs> and uh, my dad had to deal with them, and that is exactly what he'd said. Uh, anger is the only emotion that makes those people feel alive because they don't 
actually go out and do anything. They don't experience success. They don't experience failure. So experience anger is a supplement for passion that is lacking in their life. And, and I have no doubt, and we've talked about this, we have the Men Matters um, deal where it's uh, death by despair and suicide by neglect. And there's a lot of guys in that category that if it wasn't for those kind of shows, they probably wouldn't feel alive at all. Yeah, yeah. Which is sad because actually there on the other side of the coin, James here kind of talks ways to engage that passion. Now, of course, he's speaks from a Christian point. We talk. I mean, here's come the widows and orphans. Right. The importance of service, the importance of action. I mean, and and he this is a lot of James is really putting your faith into action, Uh, and and that's that's really you know stop sitting around being mad at the Lord. Find something that occupies. Your mind, and I know when your your mind is occupied, and maybe that's the problem of our of our times right now with COVID, especially, you know, the, and unemployment, and people are just they're bored. They're bored, and 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 you got you got either the internet or the social media or or cable news right there. But man, but the find, thing about a, find <laughs> something, find something that you feel is worthwhile of your time. I don't, I don't care if you're a Christian out there or not, but do something that engages your energy so that you don't really have time to watch this stuff. Well, you don't have time to be sitting on Facebook. Fine, you know, <laughs> when you're on the podcast. When, when, you're, when, you're out, <laughs> when you're out there doing something, though, here, here's the difference, though. My wife and I have been serving at Loaves and Fishes for years. <clears throat> and the thing about it is, I actually know those people. I don't necessarily know their name, but they, I recognize them. They recognize me. And, and some people, I swear, they, when they go there to serve, they drive, they drive by and they'll roll down the window and they'll throw out the provisions. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're they literally... They're Right. And, and then they'll, they'll break, hey, yes, I, I'm here at Loaves and Fishes and stuff and whatever. But it, but the thing about it is the way you're going to be rewarded and blessed, and this happened to me about a year ago, when my hip, I, I had the surgery and I couldn't walk, and I just wanted to get out of the house, so I went down to Loaves and Fishes and I had a walker. Mm-hmm. And if you guys if you guys watch the streaming show, uh, I'm an ex wrestler. I'm a big guy, and and having a walker, mm-hmm. it, I mean it's it, it's humiliating. It, it was a drag. It was. I mean, it was the definition of suck. And, uh, but you know what? One of the homeless dudes held the door open for me on the way in. I've been feeding that dude food for years, man. And I just gave him a hug. It was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was like for once he was blessing me. And, uh, let's go. You know, that's because I had a relationship with him, you know. I want to mention something here. I I had mentioned earlier righteous anger, and Steve talked about righteous anger. And um, what he he described to me was justified anger. Righteous anger to me is something that God would would approve of. And and, and go back. Mm -hmm. I'm going into this. Let me tell you what the Internet says. Righteous anger is being angry at all the things that oppose God. 
unrighteousness, evil, idolatry, impurity, and sin in the world without being motivated by sin. Now, righteous anger usually springs forth from a sense of justice, a moral compass of right and wrong, and a desire for things to be made right. And righteous anger is a response to sin, the mistreatment of others, or an attack on the kingdom of God. And, the, and what they use this as a reference when Jesus overturned the tables in the temple mm -hmm. and stopped them. And he said, you are, you are thieves. You are interrupting the purpose of my God, Heavenly Father's house. You were causing thievery and whatever else they were doing. And, and, and what he was doing was he was not representing himself, although if you were not a Christian or a believer, you wouldn't understand that. What he was doing was taking up the rights of the people who had a right to go into that temple and pray and worship and seek mm -hmm. God. But in order to do it, they had to pay money to do it, right? So what well, was so so important that we bring that up. So so anyway, now, coming back to what you said, Steve, yes, I absolutely believe there are times when you are justified in your anger, right? And, um, it, it, and it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be concerning the Bible, the church, mm -hmm. anything. If somebody insults one of your children wrongly or somebody insults mm -hmm. you wrongly, you have a right to get angry. Now, were you going to use an example? Were you going to no, give no, us an example? No, no, I was going to say, uh, fact, we were talking I, we about that. I wanted to move on, but I, I did want to say up. also, um, in terms of actually you're, you're, that definition is right but righteous is, is to what opposes God we also got to be very careful I got a, I got a piece of mail because we live in Texas uh, and we're having a primary shortly and I won't say much but it came in big letters it was a political advertisement we'll fight for God <laughs> and a, a immediately, immediately got, yes oh, no. clue guess what yeah, maybe he thinks Nobody he's righteous anger. God. God doesn't need you to fight. Memo to no, politician. God doesn't need you to fight for him. No, he God doesn't. wants you to fight for the for His kingdom on earth. And the very material in that letter, in that in that piece of mailing, indicated to me you were a hate filled. No, and well, and, and that, that, that was kind of my point about and, earlier yeah. about be careful where you use yes, your righteous yes, anger. Yes, if you're yeah, if yeah. you're if you're, because because hate is not on God's side. Hate is not is a weed of the world. Well, that's another rage, test. Isn't it? That's I, I another test. So. How are you? If you're expressing your anger in terms of hatred, yes. division, uh, blaming, you're doing it wrong. You're <laughs> yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. You're, you're going down exactly the the way that James uh, says here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're. It's not. It, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, which which I think is you know something to always keep in mind, even when you are justifiably angry <laughs> yes yes, yes. For, for reference to weeds of the world go watch our no church answers tv show on video on demand to see the episode on weeds mm -hmm. of the world where we talk about the galatians 5 19 mm -hmm. 18 through 21 we can get mad at weeds oh yeah we can get yeah, angry we well and, and the problem is we talked about during that it's it's easy to stay in the weeds yeah and it mm -hmm. is because they just happen and I'm going to help us pivot because I'm going to tell you, you know what my favorite verse in this entire passage is? Is verse 22. And because all it says is, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive mm -hmm. yourselves. Do yes. what it says. And he goes on with a bunch of other stuff, but I love that last phrase, do what it <laughs> says. Because that, that, that really, we're men. And we like talking about being men of action mm -hmm. and being out there and doing it. And the idea is, 
it is it is one thing to come. You can come to this building or your church, wherever you go, every Sunday. You can show up. You can listen to the sermons. You can sing the songs. You can go to Sunday school and read. I'm going to even throw out, you can serve as a deacon. You can show up and help out at the church barbecue. You can bake you can sit you can serve time in the children's church you can teach sunday school you can do all of that and guess what if you're not doing what the word of god says day to day every day what was the point (laughs) you you know Mm -hmm. i i said this on one of our tv Mm -hmm. shows i said if you're going to run around and do bad work at your job intentionally because Mm -hmm. you don't care i'm not talking about honest mistakes because you (laughs) didn't know something i'm talking about just having a lackadaisical attitude about work, I guess. Lazy, as Bill's mm-hmm. father and grandfather used to say. If you're going to be mean to everybody around you, you're going to cut the employee. If you're the man, Jeff Skilling from Enron fame was famous for this. He literally would cut his employees off in his Mercedes and flip them the bird so he could get to his reserve spot in front of them. Yeah. Read verse 25, Robert. Yeah. It goes with what you just, okay. what you said, if you don't mind. No, no, no. Verse 25. He's got to get to it. Uh, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard but doing he will be blessed in what he does Bill and we're going to go ahead and take a break and if you thought it was exciting up until this point we're going to get into moral filth and pollution (laughs) next so uh, this is is the podcast version this is uh, man up 239 we'll be right back Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. It's Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We're going through this uh, James, it was tentative titled uh, To Come <laughs> by our producer, Steve Titch. And uh, me, it's kind of like uh, it, it, it struck me as an onboarding manual. And uh, uh, keeping free of moral filth and pollution. Um, we're guys. <laughs> we're out there. And, you know, honestly... A fair amount of that moral filth uh, in my life, I kind of create myself. I and I readily admit that. And but the thing, the difference between me and I'm sure everybody has their own ver- own version of faith. I'm on this faith journey. I have I have different influences. I have things that throw me off track, and I have things that like this lesson and this podcast that help kind of get me back in the right in, in the right order. But, you know, I don't expect my life to be perfect, and I expect to have challenges and issues. And you know what? Let's dive right into moral filth. Producer Steve Titch. I I think his choice of words is interesting. There are some harsh sections that you get into 
James, where he, where he kind of comes off kind of harshly and almost like a little church lady-ish. Uh, so providing, you know, finding some context there, I wonder, I wonder if the audience he was addressing, which were maybe, you know, were definitely Jews in Jerusalem. He addresses the letter to Jews everywhere. Uh, so it's to churches and budding churches everywhere, if we believe it's, it's really very early in church history. Um, and a lot of it is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close to the third rail. We're going to touch the third rail. We're going to grab the third rail. But in my case, I might trip over it uh, in a few weeks. Nice. But I think if you misread Paul, you get the impression is, yes, all I have to do is read the Bible and believe and I'm in. You are justified by faith. Let's get that out of the way. But there's more to it than simply, I, I read the Bible, I, I, read, I read a section of the Bible usually, and therefore I must be a good Christian. And James is really calling that out. And, he's, and, and, and we talk about this all the time. If you're not, if you haven't gotten your, if you don't have your head and your heart in in the game, in Christianity, in the Bible, in God's word, you're going to slip away. And, you know, the discussion on salvation is for another day. Nonetheless, I think running through James' letters, James' letter, James' letter, he wrote one, is the admonition is, it ain't cheap grace. Let me put it no, that way. It, it, it ain't cheap grace. Uh, it's not simply, and even Paul's, Paul even says to in one of his letters he says oh does that mean since i'm saved i can go on sinning and he says absolutely not there's a difference between corn and volunteer corn mm -hmm. volunteer corn is this when a when a farmer picks their corn and they pick it and they pick it in the kernel okay T obviously kernels are going to fall on the ground okay and then the next year that kernel of corn will grow up to be like a corn plant. And we call it volunteer corn because it volunteered. We didn't plant it. And those type of people are like volunteer corn. Difference between volunteer corn and regular corn is, number one, it looks like corn. It's the same. It's from the same genes and everything. It has roots and everything. But you know what? It's not in a row. It's not planted and it doesn't give off an ear either. So it may look like corn. It may seem like corn, but ultimately it, it is not, not because it doesn't produce any ears and it never does. And that is the thing about this. And, and so let me, if I may just, Go ahead. Because, because I want to really create a difference here. I think James is warning against a very human tendency. He's not attacking the Christian who works at their faith, even if that at a low level, even if someone he's not, you know, tries to tries to say a prayer every day, but uh, but some someone who generally invests time and some sort of way or effort in their faith, this is not what he's what he's going after. He's going after the hanger-on who presents himself as a believer. And I, you know, it's it. This is why it gets a little harshly judgmental in there because it is making a judgment that that a lot of us don't want to make because we don't we can't see into people's hearts. But uh, 
maybe it's aimed at someone, you know, he's, he's out there. You know, you know, you always got somebody, the, the teacher or the coach who says, yeah, you know out there who I'm talking about. You know if I'm talking about you. Yeah, you got to kind of look at James that way. There are people in James's church or his circle who know darn well he's talking about them. Yeah, well, and, and go back to where I was headed before I read the two verses and we took the break. If you're that guy who's doing, cutting the guy off, doing lackadaisical mm-hmm. work, treating people mm-hmm. like dirt, you know, running over somebody, <laughs> I, you know, see, you can get ahead at work. Mm-hmm. If you're that guy, number one, for God's sake, please stop telling them you're a Christian. <laughs> and I'll even tell you, stop admitting you go to church in front of your coworkers and your mm-hmm. friends. Because if you're going to act that way, you're doing more harm to the cause of Christ than a Satanist marching, the Satanist that Steve mm-hmm. talked about earlier, than the Satanist marching down at the school board. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening is all those unchurched people that we are supposed to be reaching out to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with, they're looking at the Satanist and going, that guy is off his rocker. They're looking at you and going, that's why I don't go to church. Because all of every Christian I've ever met is just like that idiot right there. You I'm know. thinking about the moral filth that you're talking about, the pollution. That you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, back, back, back I'm to going moral back filth. to that realistic. <laughs> That's the exciting you, part you know, to you Mike. Know what, Bill, <laughs> a, a lot of it, guys, and, and this is, we're trying to be practical and folks for you. Uh, what were you told when you were young by your parents? Don't hang around with those boys. Mm-hmm. Don't hang around with those kids. And girls are told that too. There's certain kids you shouldn't hang around with. Today, if you're a Christian and you proclaim to be, profess to be mm-hmm. a Christian, be careful who you hang around with, where you hang out. I don't think you would. Uh, I don't think you would give us a good name if you go to a topless club with some mm-hmm. of your some uh, some of the individuals who go, or certain bars where they're nude bars. Uh, I, 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 and that to me is a pollution of the world. That to me, you think you can get by. I said, no, but I'm a strong Christian. I read the Bible. It won't bother me at all. And Paul said, you know, he says, I can eat anything I want. I can drink anything I want. I'm a strong Christian, but I won't do if it if, if it causes my brother or other people to fall mm-hmm. or to, to uh, what's another word for it, Robert? To Stumble. fail. Stumble. Yeah, Stumble. F- to fail. Stumble. So, so I, I just want to be real practical for a moment and tell you folks, if you're questioning what you're doing or if somebody's questioning what you're doing, if you have some thoughts or reservations about where you're spending your entertainment mm-hmm. or doing things, and personally, I, d- I don't think it's a good idea to play demonic games on your computers, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you might be able to get by with it, it doesn't bother you, but mm-hmm. that representative, you have to be careful what goes into your mind. Garbage in, garbage mm-hmm. out. Our mind is that way. And so uh, I, I used to play Doom. 15 years ago. Do you know what? That affects you. That'll affect your outcome. That'll affect your emotion. And even Mm -hmm. a a Christian, strong Christian, I noticed uh, it would affect my understanding of the Word. And here, Paul, pardon me, James says here, when you look at the Word of God and and you seek liberty, and he says you get rid of all these things, and I think it's so your mind will be clear to hear Mm -hmm. from the Word and the Holy Spirit, Right? If you're dabbling all these things, and Steve mentioned Satanism and everything on, <laughs> on the TV, and if you listen too much of, 
uh, uh, too much news. And the hype, it's the hype that's going to control you, the hype that's going to upset you. I think those will affect your ability to remember the Word of God, to understand the Word of God, and to act on it when you need to. So I think it's very clear. And Robert yeah. says this over and over, uh, what, Romans 12, 2, be yeah, transformed. Be transformed. Right, the of the renewing of your mind. mind. Yep. Right? Anyway. Well, and, and I'm going to give a practical example, and I am not splashing the movie in any shape, form, or fashion, you know, but Blair Witch Project. I have never seen it. Yeah. I have heard it's an, it is an excellent movie. Why have I never seen it? Because when it came out, both of my kids were in Scouts. I was camping between Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and doing family stuff 20 times a year. I was yeah. sitting in a wood in the tents. And why didn't I see it? Because you know what I said? <clears throat> the last thing I want in my head, <laughs> laying in a tent in the middle of the night, knowing how that movie was filmed and everything, is any of that thought. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and that pop in my head. Yes, your subconscious but, could right, put, right, put right, it in your exactly. mind. Right. But it's the same thing with our faith. The more time we spend in the Word doing the things we're supposed to be doing and avoiding the moral fill, it helps keep your mind focused to where you don't drift off into those bad places. And, and I'm going yeah, yeah. to agree with Steve earlier. I have often said when I find the hardest times I have for myself personally is when I am bored. You know, I, when I don't have anything to do and nothing's going on, and the pandemic has just amplified that for multitudes yeah. of men yeah. Yeah. because they lost their jobs, then they couldn't find a new job, you know, mm -hmm. and so they couldn't do all of that. And so how do you fill your dead space if you're a guy? I think that, and I think that's something James is even in a roundabout mm -hmm. way talking about. You yeah. know, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers. Go do mm -hmm. it. We're coming down to the end of the podcast, number 239. Going to go around the room and maybe get a practical takeaway and start with uh, the judge, Your Honor, Your Honor. Yes, and in fact, I don't think we mentioned widows and orphans. <laughs> but I think uh, I think that's one of them that James is throwing in there. And like Steve said, Robert, we've all said, and you too, Bill, said, this is a shotgun effect on these scriptures, folks. He bounces around every corner of the wall. He do, There is no consistency, logical consistency to it so i think the the, the reference to the uh, the way i see the reference to the widows and orphans is folks if you don't know what to do with your mind like robert says if you got an empty mind go see if you can help the widows and the orphans <laughs> that's always a good thing that's on god's heart and that's always a special thing to him uh they have always been special to him it's in psalms it's in isaiah all through the scriptures he says help the widows and orphans now um Practical advice, real quick, a couple things. Everyone should be quick to listen. Listen to what others are saying. Listen to the to the God through his word. Now, let me tell you, folks, that ain't easy. That's not easy when somebody insults you to hold your tongue and then ask God to give you wisdom and how you respond to him. It's it's I'm I'm seventy years old, just turned seventy, and folks, it's still not easy for me to <laughs> sit there and take take an insult, right? Without bowing my back up but anyway that's what you should do and and you always remember the famous statement count from one to ten if you have to and then and james says be slow to speak he says quick to listen slow to speak slow to get angry and then uh 
anger, even righteous indignation, does not represent God. Losing our temper is, and, and I have to be careful with that, because that is, it, you may think it's righteous indignation. When it is not, it doesn't represent God. Mm -hmm. There is a time when it's righteous indignation, and as Steve has said, justified uh, anger as well. Uh, now, listen to what you read in the Word. Robert has gone through this. And, and the purpose of this, and you saw in there, he says it's like you're looking in a mirror. If you read the Word of God, it's going to tell you things you should improve on, right? It's going to tell you things that are flaws in your character and what you're doing with your time. If you look at it humbly and you ask God to show you, the, 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 the Word itself will be like looking in a mirror, and it will reflect what you need to do to correct things in your lives. You are deceiving yourself if you think you're a Christian and you shoot your mouth off then your religion is worthless. Hey. You folks, if you are not Ooh, sure about what to that, do. That, that, that's, that is, hey, well, thanks, that, Mike. Is that James? Kind hey, of thanks, guy? Mike. That's, that's uh, yeah. uh, James and Mike. Okay. James and Mike. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks, Mike. Yeah, that's enough from <laughs> if, you. If, 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 if you're not sure what to do, and here's the last thing I just commented on, folks, at first I said, if you're not sure what to do with your time, Feed the widows and orphans and look <laughs> after them and stay away from the world. It's going to pollute you. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Takeaway from you, Professor Koshu. So the Greek philosopher Epictus said, we have been given two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice as much as we hear. No, twice as much twi as Listen twice as much as we speak. Steve. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long day. Um, yes. Epicus just literally took the thing from James. Be slow to speak. You know, it, it, it's over and over again, you know, so that we are told to listen more so that we hear and put ourselves there because that really does, that, that you know, I, I will tell you right now, exercise that faith muscle every day. Find time to read the scripture, find time to pray, you know, if, if you look, read a different, read a new, you can use the apps, the Bible Gateway app that we've talked about on this podcast before. Find a way, you can do just the New Testament. That way you're not doing it. And I would tell you, if you have never done it before, I will tell you now, go read just the New Testament. Just do a, give me New Testament every day to read. But find time to do that. Because that kind of stuff makes a difference in your life. If you're reading the scripture, if you're praying, if you're attending work, corporate worship, go to church individual with people. Don't just sit on your couch and participate. Worship is, an, is a participatory experience, not an audience. Sit back and watch. Serve people, like Bill talks about with loaves and fishes. Find that stuff, because that, instead of just being listeners of the word, that's how you become an actor of the word. Excellent. Uh, producer Steve Titch. And all that, and then what James says, do what it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Yep. And thanks so much for tuning in. I just want to chime in uh, one final thing. You know, we're all men, and basically from the demographics that we've seen from our audience, uh, the vast majority of you are grown men, and you're out there making your own decisions. just want you to just imagine this. You probably know your life better than anybody, and you know what part of it is polluted. Take a moment. Try to change 
and drink some fresh water in that portion of your life, you'll see what pollution really is and how it's affecting you and continually work towards that fresh water. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast number 239. We got a No Church Answer show that is on video on demand. So if you want to see what we look like, and I'm telling you what, you're, you're probably really going to want to see us. That's so right. it's on uh, Preach the World <laughs> Worldwide Network TV, Just which look. is on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire. There's an app for the smartphone, tablet, also on the web. And if you happen to be in Atlanta, WYGA TV, Atlanta, 8 a.m. on Saturday. And on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or www.man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org, and starts Sunday at 945. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. And participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only, and if there's a one isn't one, start one! This is Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.